Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we talk about first-generation tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm one of your hosts, Emmanuel Lopez, and we're going to be continuing our special series where we're interviewing guests and listening to their stories about their first-generation experience as a college student. And today I'm very excited because we have our guest, Alejandra, who has an amazing story to share. And Alejandra is a first-generation college graduate now, working as a counselor. And Alejandra, can you introduce yourself and can you tell us a little bit about your journey as a first-generation college student for our listeners to, to learn a little bit about you? Yeah, of course. Thank you, Manuel, for having me. Um, I grew up in Dixon, California, um, and I grew up from a farm farm working community. Uh, my both parents were farm workers, uh, so they did value education a lot, but they had trouble um, knowing what that meant, like for someone to go to college. I didn't have a lot of guidance in high school, so when I went to the community college, it was a little bit difficult, like maneuvering myself through the system. So it took me a little bit longer uh, to graduate, but as soon as I was able to find different resources on campus, those resources really supported my journey at the community college and helped me transfer and graduate. I really appreciate you sharing, Alejandra, what you're saying, and I'm sure our listeners out there are really identifying with some of these pieces that you've already said. Can you tell me a little bit about how much time it took you? Because I heard that you were saying that it took you a little bit of time to kind of find some resources. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, of course. Um, when I went to uh, my community college, I was super scared of the process of what I needed a major in. I just knew that I needed to go to college, but I didn't know how to navigate the system. So my first year, I took random classes. Um, I never spoke to a community college counselor. And it was then my second semester where I found the program Puente, the Puente Project, which um, is a transfer program that really supports students with mentoring, English, and counseling. And I truly felt supported and like someone really cared for students like myself that didn't have a college-ready experience, but were trying their best to kind of find their way at the community college. So, so there is where I found my passion of becoming a counselor because I really was helped by people that genuinely cared, that provided not only a ear to, to share my story, right, but also to provide resources, go on college trips, do my educational plan for the goal I was trying to obtain. So it was super helpful to be able to be in a community that really supported my transition to the community college. And that really gave me that um, support that I, I didn't know I needed. I'm really drawn to your message right now because you came into the community college a little bit lost, looking for that support maybe not knowing. And it's really hard, right? When we have parents that we can't come back to speak to them, understand this educational system, right? And they have so much on their plate already. Could you tell me though, what kind of pushed you to join the Puente Project? Because I'm sure we're, we have a lot of listeners out there kind of maybe feeling a little bit lost, thinking about what should I do? But what was the piece that really pushed you to join? It was a community aspect. I, I felt very supported, very seen. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I didn't have the best experience in high school and I never had anyone to push me or to tell me like, you can do it. I always had really low grades in high school. So I felt like that was part of my identity. 
And when I was at the community college, um, I kept getting these messages of like, no, it's okay. Like I failed a few classes even at the community college, right? And I would get reassured, like, it's okay. Like, let's change the way you're doing things. Maybe the studying habits that you're doing are not working. So even having those little messages really um, changed my thinking of like, poor me, this was my experience to like, okay, this was my experience, but how can I, what can I do to, to better my experience at the community college? Um, so having that, that support, that one-on-one, even with classmates was super detrimental to my um, success at, in finishing and, and being able to, to give back to those d- different services. And I think it's so important once we find our community, we have that ability to turn on this light switch, to just start doing what we need to do. But sometimes we hit some road bumps. And you spoke a little bit about that. Maybe we didn't pass a class. But could you also speak on like maybe what was one of the biggest challenges that you faced in the community college? And how did you overcome that? Yeah, of course. I think um, one of the biggest thing that I that I was faced with that we don't really talk about in the community college um, as as anything with like academic support or whatnot is uh, how our personal life can still continue right after we're in the system and how much that impacts so being able to have people that supports us outside of the community college um, again I had my my parents um, really did support this um, journey and it didn't seem it didn't look like the normal way or like the traditional way that you think that parents are supporting you right with providing you resources or knowledge about college but it was like buying me food and um, being able to um, provide me with like different things that they knew that they they could support me with right um, but there was, I think the biggest thing was the, the guilt of leaving to a community college um, and really not knowing like if I would ever finish, but getting away from my traditional sense. I am a Mexican-American um, mujer and my family is very traditional. Um, so the sense of like getting married before leaving the house um, was super heavy on my on my mom um, because she felt like that was part of the journey, right, of being able to to carry on and and being the only one in my household to go outside of that cultural norm was very um, was a, a learning process for all of us. Um, but I saw um, how much it it weighed on my decision making, right of um, going to school and what I wanted for myself but I also wanted to make sure that I still stayed connected with my family and that um, I supported in any way so I remember um, for the first few years at the community college I was always going home and like taking care of um, whatever it was that my mom or my dad needed so it was a little bit heavy because I didn't know how to manage and I didn't know that I could do both, right? That it was okay to do both. So, so yeah, that was a little bit of, of that. It, it was difficult because we never talk about that, right? We never talk about um, those different standards of other people um, that go to school and have the full support and don't really need to think about like, 
oh, I need to help out or I need to do this because of my what my community or culture needs, right? Um, so it was a lot of like friction until I, I was able to kind of be able to talk about and have conversations like this that I um, understood that it could be simultaneous and that I could do both care for my community and my family and pursue what I really wanted to pursue in my educational journey. I appreciate you sharing that insight, a little bit about your background, the cultural pieces that go into it. And there's just so many layers there that we can go into. But I did want to follow up. So for your community college, did you have to move away for it? Yes, I had to move away. Um, I was only oh, well, about like 30 miles away from my hometown. Um, but I didn't have a car. I've always lived in rural areas. I, it was a decision that I had to make. And again, it was it was hard. It was hard for the family to kind of to understand, right? Like, oh, I'm not moving away with like, because I'm getting married. It's because I'm going to school. And I think it's harder for them to understand because I don't, I didn't at that time have a set plan. I just knew that I needed to, to get out of that environment, to be able to, to, to learn about myself and be able to explore what it, what my wants were within education. Wow. So that must've been a big challenge, right? Just moving away right after high school. Is that correct? Yes. Right after high school. And then just going into a new place on top of that, going to a school, learning the system and navigating that. But it sounds like you found yourself with the, the Puente project that really supported you and helped you through this process. And then how did you go about choosing the transfer route for you, like or the school or the university? That was another scary step. <laughs> when I was looking at the different, um, the different options, right? Uh, shout out to my counselor at my community college because she was going through the motions with me. Um, I remember we would go on a lot of college trips and I, I definitely took advantage of that. And, and I remember her telling me like, like Mija, when you go to these campuses, you need to feel like it's going to be your next home, right? Or like that you're going to feel connected. And again, community for me has been huge, especially with, with um, the community college experience and in my background as well. Um, so when I attended, um, when I went on a college trip to UC Riverside, um, they had a Puente connection and they had, um, they had people already there that were students that looked like me, that had similar experience, different backgrounds that really made me feel like I I was welcome and that was going to be my next home. So, so I, I definitely, um, went back that other another time and it just kind of reassured me that that was the school that I wanted to go to not only because of the community but because I felt like it had all of the different resources that can help me finish my education there fully agree with understanding that wherever you're going to go you want to have that sense of community or the values that it matches up with whatever that school is. Sometimes I feel like our students are thinking about the name, but the reality for, for many first-gen students, I feel like, go check out the school if, if you have the access, join a program if you can. Did you feel that when you stepped onto that campus, you're like, ah, this, this, this may be for me? Or did you kind of have second thoughts? How did you feel? No, I when I stepped on that campus um, and I looked, through the different buildings, um, we were able to see overnight. So we saw a little bit about the community. 
Like, I felt that that was my school. The only thing, um, going back to what I was sharing about family, was the part of being away from home. It was it was a big push, and at that time, my family was dealing with a lot of health issues. So it was very hard for me to, to feel like it was a selfish decision to move away for this, again, this dream that I, I didn't know yet if I was even going to be able to finish up, right? So it, it was very... It was a scary decision that I wanted to take, but I also felt that it was the best one. Mm. And so did you have to move even further away than for your for UC Riverside? Yes, I did. I moved about eight hours away. Mm. So then that kind of probably didn't allow you to come back on the weekends and help and support and how did you kind of approach that with the family? It was difficult. Um, I When I applied, I remember, e- even in the process of applying to the universities, I remember not having enough to apply, to, to pay for the applications, uh, the, the application fee for the UC. And I remember um, getting assistance from a mentor um, with um, revising my PIQs, right? Like, he helped me with my PIQs. And I remember texting him and telling him, like, hey, I'm not going to be able to... Like, I, I was taking that as a sign, right? Like, well, I can't pay for this, so might as well, I, I can't apply. And uh, my mentor told me, like, nope, here's here's my information. Pay, pay for your application. You're submitting this. And at that time... Um, my mom had gone to the hospital within that week. And I think I was using it as an excuse to be like, no, I'm not applying. Um, and and he, he was like, nope, like, I understand that you're going through this, but we're going to apply and you're going to apply and then you'll get information later, right? So I applied and then that's when um, my mom's health um, was deteriorating. You know, I was having these conversations with my sisters and my brothers and trying to see what that would look like if I left, what kind of support would she have? So I talked to my mom and like, she just reassured me like, you know, I'm going to be okay. Like, this is going to be fine. And, and then I did it. I I went off, I got accepted. I went off in August of that um, following year. In October of that, my first semester in my four-year university, my mom got sick again. And so my mom throughout my experience was had a lot of health issues. So I think that a lot of the times I felt like I, I wanted to run back home, right? Um, but when I was in Riverside, that was the time where I was able to, to really focus on what it is that I needed to do um, and why I was there. From that experience, my mom got better. Um, but I was really able to tap in into different resources. So at my first semester in my four year, um, I went below the academic range. So I was put in academic probation. And it was kind of my wake up call, like, okay, how like, what services can I get to support my journey at the university, um, so I could finish it and feel like I was there for a purpose, right? I just want to commend you on everything you've been through and you continue to to overcome these challenges while dealing with the family and then dealing with the transition of a new school. That's a lot. 
that's a lot. So I just kind of want to recognize you on that our journeys sometimes are just not from A to B, right? Like we have these struggles and these challenges that sometimes can deter us. I think it's it's it would be a challenge for some for some of our listeners. It might be like, oh, would I have gone home or thinking about that? What? But for you, what pushed you to keep going? I think for me, um, there was a point where I didn't. I felt like I wasn't gonna finish. But again, back to my community, I had a very strong community that was watching out for me <laughs> since. I, I started community college and um, just having those people check in with me and being able to be like, hey, have you checked out the mental health resources that they have on campus? Have you checked out um, the academic? Um, they had an academic probation program for students that were falling below the academic probation. Um, have you checked out tutoring? Um, have you think about changing your major? Right. I changed my major my second semester when I was there. Um, and, and all of that to say that sometimes we get stuck in, in life, right? And what, and we have no way to like push that aside as we're going through the community college, but there's resources to help us be successful and to give us a break when we need a break or when we need to talk to someone, there's resources. So we don't have to do it alone. And part about creating community is having people that can look out for you when you are having like trouble in school or, or in your personal life. Um, because then that way they're, they're able to catch on to that, right? When we ourselves can't catch, catch on to it. Um, and then we're able to get back in our feet and continue and persevere. Um, for me, I think I didn't quit because I, I felt like I didn't have an option. Like, I felt like this was it. This was my investment to myself. And I had to finish. And I had to keep going. I'm really in awe kind of right now about what you're saying. Just the that, that piece, what got me right now was that investment, right? It is an investment. And you're starting to see those dividends now, right? As a counselor, as being able to share your story. So for our listeners out there, what would be one thing, one piece of advice that you would give our listeners out there that you want them to leave with for today? One piece of advice, I think, um, would be to advocate for yourself. Um, a lot of the times we might think that we're alone or that people are not meeting our needs. Um, and people, when I say uh, it could be your community college, um, wherever you're at, right, in your journey. But at the same time, like, Others don't know what they don't know. Like, so when we're able to say like, hey, I'm struggling, like, and if you even if, sometimes you don't know why you're struggling, right? It could be um, imp very important for you to connect with your resources, whoever you trust, whether it's a counselor, a professor, anyone that you start creating community with, um, just letting them know like I'm struggling and I don't know. Or maybe you do, right? Maybe you know that whatever subject is um, difficult and you reach out, right, at the as early as, as you detect it um, to be able to get the services and um, resources that you need because we have a lot of resources. We have a lot of people that do care 
but we don't know when we're struggling. We don't know when others are struggling if we don't tell them, right? So I think um, my biggest um, advice is to advocate for yourself and and reach for opportunities um, that really can enhance your experience. I think really that your thoughts mirror mine is you do have to advocate. Sometimes if we don't, we don't know. And even just as a counselor today, I tell my students sometimes, I don't know if you don't tell me, right? If I see you walk through that door, sometimes I can try to tell and I can see what's going on and I might ask you those questions, but I don't know if you don't let me know. So Alejandra, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your journey with us and some pieces of inspiration that I definitely will take with me as well. And for our listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed Alejandra's story. And please remember uh, to rate, review, and subscribe. That would really help us. As well as this podcast is for informational purposes. And Yutende, do you mind letting our listeners know where they could find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's C-C-A-N-D-S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.